The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So that, that was uh, one of the most energetic <laughs> pair of discussions we've had here in these Dharma practice days. I can't think of anyone that was more, that was more energetic. <laughs> So, so why, why, why was that? Resolved. Resolved. Yeah. yeah, what was it? What was it? Some, what is it? Author. Uh, is, there, is there a mic that you can have? For me, it was your instruction to... Um, not be busy telling somebody about what's on your mind, but to explore uh, what's in your mind and not really know where I was going to end up. So I, I had some issues, um, some things that uh, are significant for me, things that I've resolved, things I realized I had resolved and lost the resolution of, and it was an exploration. And for me, that was um, really interesting. Beautiful. Thank you. Where's the other mic? Someone know? Okay. Okay. Um, um, I, I I think it was as lo- this my my take on it the liveliness is because you did open it up to not one person talking and the other person listening, <laughs> so that created a dialogue. Much more. Much more lively, you know, okay. and I think it was fun because you could pick up on the other person, you know. And Lyle? Lyle. Uh, she brought up, I, I really thought she brought up an interesting point about resolve and ease. You know, trying to get to a place where, you know, you have your practice, you're sitting, you're doing your retreats and so forth, and then how do you find that place where it's not, okay, I'm going to sit for 45 minutes every day, and there you are on the cushion, and you're like, okay, okay, okay. And, you know, and, and somehow you get to a point where it's more just welcoming, you know, this is it. And, it's, and so we had, I felt we had really, you know, enjoyable interchange in some ways. And so the, the notion of ease yeah. is, a, is, I think, is a really important, and compassion for me, I started thinking about, well, where the resolve isn't sort of the bulldog nature. I can be a bulldog, you know, about things. I get started on a project and I won't let go. But if it's not connected to compassion and liberation, then, you know, it can become quite, you know, attached. It can be very, yes. uh, a lot of suffering attached to it. So. I think the ease is an important component. Good point. I think m- many people, I think, I suspect that many, for many people, they associate resolve or determination with uh, grinding their teeth, gritting, and being really, you know, har- pushing hard against something. And that's sometimes the case, but it doesn't have to be. It can be completely easeful. But, you know. Yeah, striving, you know, the striving thing. I mean, when you're on the surfboard, yeah. you're kind of resolved to stay on it usually, aren't you? Yeah. But uh, does it work to be tense? <laughs> that that theme uh, kind of carried through with uh, the conversation that Liz and I had, um, and just 
in general, it was like you find an ease or find a res resolution in the discomfort, the whatever it is, the, you know, the waves, the, the dilemma that's happening now. And that's just it. You resolve that I'm here. This is it. This is how it is. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, a beautiful thing. So resolve to stay present. And resolve to stay present in a relaxed way. Resolve to, <laughs> resolve to be at ease. And uh, then it's hard to get tense if that's the resolve. Thank you. Someone else? So, what, any surprises that uh, came up for you in the discussion, either from yourself or from hearing from another person? Uh, yeah, actually, you, you set the ground work by sort of making this a little bit more free form. So then um, I spoke first in our little group, um, and I started out by saying, well, I'm not going to talk exactly about what Gil said, but you've kind of opened the door to that, it felt like. Um, so that was one surprise. But then the, the bigger surprise was as I started to talk, I realized that I thought I wasn't uh, trying to think about my current life and sort of what I'm doing or not doing. And I thought I wasn't being resolved in a certain way because I wasn't going out and pulling in tasks towards me to do these things. That was sort of one idea I had in my mind about resolve was about accomplishing a project. And then I realized, no, actually I was extremely resolved, but I wasn't recognizing it. I'm extremely resolved to say no thank you to all these tasks and then to see what's <laughs> left. You know, what am I really, um, mm. you know, what does my heart really want to do? Um, and had an extremely strong resolve Nice about that, but I didn't so realize. This, so this is interesting. So this is this is a kind of bu no, not building. Or maybe maybe it's different. But what what stimulates my mind is the way that uh, responsibility can get in the way of resolve. If you have a resolve for something that's really important, but you feel so responsible for all the other things. Now can you hear me? I was resolved for you to be able to hear me. Um, there are so many pieces, I think, that as I'm sitting and reflecting on it, that are there, because I think a lot of things started with intention, and, and then I looked at how that resolve, that they're not connected on a certain level. Here was my intention, but it was my resolve to actually just show up, which is a softness, a kindness. It's like all I had to do was show up. That's actually all I had to do. And the many years to show up for what was an intention many years ago for me. And then to recognize from that resolve, which wasn't this, that hard-banging resolve, the benefits of, of my life and what's happening right now. I'm actually brought to tears many times because Beautiful. I can't believe it. And, um, and it, 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 just, it was actually all coming from a very soft, compassionate, way of being and the resolve actually was a very kind, Beautiful. very kind thing that came okay. from it. Beautiful. Thank you. Oh, is this on? Hold it a little bit closer. Okay. Well, during the introduction I was is having trouble relating 
So you can speak. Make sure it's green in the button. The yellow light. Yeah, it's green. Hello. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I was feeling like I'm I'm one of those people that don't have resolve, and uh, but I pick something that I would talk about, and then as I was speaking about this subject matter, uh, the resolve appeared very strongly and energetically, and that was the reason why our conversation, at least my part of it, was so animated, is because <laughs> I made contact with resolve, and I always find that interesting that sometimes the subject matter is introduced and you just cannot relate to it at all. And then at some point during the day, you it clicks and you drop into uh -huh. it. Beautiful. So it, it clicked early today. <laughs> 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 and, and you were surprised that you found this resolve. Yes. <laughs> I, what makes me wonder, makes me wonder do, you have a, do you have a self-image of yourself as a per, kind of the kind of person who, doesn't, who is not resolved? And is that, uh, is two things, we don't have to answer now, but two questions, is, is it a useful self-image and um, is it a true self-image? Yes? Um, the, the nice surprise that I noticed was that the longer we talked, the more I could see resolve in everyday life and how uh, when certain things present themselves, I'll remind, uh, you know, there'll be a bubbling up of, of something that uh, we practiced with that then enables me to go back to the difficulty and just be with it in a different way. So I'm realizing, uh, uh, the excitement was, it was popping up all over. <laughs> Great, thank you. The part about responsibility and how that gets in the way of resolve when we were talking about how you have to just remember that there's choices. Like it's so easy to just always get into putting away the dishes or doing, checking your email and that it's, oh yeah, I could go up to the cushion. Like that could be another thing. And just remembering that choice instead of having it feel more like another should in the back of your mind that makes you not want to do it. Instead saying, oh, I could, like I could go up and sit instead of, oh, I should. So, so the, the death of resolve could be responsibility. I mean, before I talked about respons responsibility to other things taking you away from what you resolved, but you can also have, have feel responsible towards your res what you resolved, and that could be the hindrance, it's paradoxically. Be right behind you. Uh, one of the things I was surprised by was um, asking myself the question, is the matter that I'm thinking about uh, really, is the problem resolve, or is it intention, or is it uh, patience? Um, so I was just left with that uh -huh. question. That's great. Good to be left with questions, to keep exploring. That was a good point Victor brought up. It, it seems like resolves almost in everything. You know, even if you look at the Eightfold Path, resolve is in 
I, I, I haven't studied it, but seven of them. You know, the only one I can't think of that's not in might be right view. One can resolve to get it, but that won't get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think... It seems like resolves in everything. I think so, too. Okay. So, thank you for this is our beginning. And um, let's take, uh, probably should take 20 minutes for a break. And if, um, so that brings us to 11.30, we'll come back and I, I don't know what time lunch will start, but 12.15 or 12.30, so you can plan ahead. So if you need to snack now <laughs> to keep the energy going through the morning. So we'll start in, in here again at 11.30. So um, I, meant, I meant to say earlier that um, about Inez, those of you not, who are new today, I, I usually teach this together with Inez Friedman. And, um, but uh, today, the County of Santa Cruz set today as the day for the hearing, a public hearing for this retreat center we want to buy, this building we want to buy, but you're getting a use permit. And uh, so that's a big, and she's been central in getting this project through. So she had to be there at the, the public hearing, and uh, so that's happening as we speak now. I think, it, and I don't know how long these things take, but they were supposed to be there at ten o'clock. So maybe by lunchtime they'll have a message, <laughs> and we'll know whether we're in trouble or not. <laughs> <laughs> what? Resolve, yeah. And. Um, So, um, I, be I believe that uh, you know one of the important reasons for the important values of resolve. The reason the resolve has a lot of value is that um, it's not easy to follow through on our intentions. It's one thing to have beautiful aspirations or intentions for things. It's another thing to follow through. And uh, resolve is what helps us to follow through. Many, you know, it's, many people have intentions and they don't, you know, it doesn't last. And uh, many people here, I know, have the intention to even just to sit every day and they come back from a retreat or something and they sit every day for a week or two weeks and then it, it fades away. Some people... Uh, and so resolve is what's needed sometimes to follow through and, st and stick to it because of the difficulties, because of the distractions, because of the hindrances that get in the way of resolve. And then, um, so, res so res resolve is needed because there's these, it's, there's, there are challenges to sticking to something. And then, but even when we stick to something and resolved, even then we run into hindrances. I mean, even because... Um, and the 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 the, the, uh, the greater the challenges for following through on our intention, the greater the importance of resolve is. And it would be nice to believe that if you figured out the secret to life, the secret to spiritual life, that uh, that you could just you should, you should be able to float on a cloud. I mean, this, this Buddhist thing should be really easy, and you're supposed to be relaxed and peaceful and detached and smile and be like the Dalai Lama and. You know, and if you if you had, if you knew the right if you were the right kind of Buddhist, right, you're the right kind of person, and 
and and uh, it should be really like a piece of cake. It's, you, know, you know, you should hardly have to make any effort at all. I mean, to make effort is like you know you don't you don't haven't gotten it. You know, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be empty and there's supposed to be no self there and there's you know just kind of retired you know enlightened retirement. <laughs> and um, uh, but in fact, that kind of idealism often is a hindrance. And in fact, a lot of what Buddhist practice is about is manual labor. And um, it's, you know, it's just a day-to-day kind of doing this kind of, sometimes even grunt work, day-to-day kind of just hanging in there and doing what needs to be done. And, um, and sometimes, sometimes it's difficult because of this distractions, things pulling us in other directions, and sometimes it isn't that we're distracted, it's just that we're up against something that makes it hard. We can't, you know, they're up against a wall. We just can't get through. So something hinders, hinders us. So there are hindrances. So I thought at this point it would be nice to spend some time uh, exploring the things that get in the way of resolve. Uh, what are some of the things that get in your way of your ability to follow through on your intention, your motivations, your desires? Um, and... Um, and the way I thought we would do this is in, in uh, small groups. And I thought maybe the right number is five people. And in um, the first, I'd like to do this in two halves. In the first half, I'd like to just go around the circle and each of you offer something that you have recognized in yourself as a hindrance to your, to being resolved. Whether it's something, you know, anything, it's a, you know many things can be hindrance, but what, what, offer a hindrance. So I'll explain something that, some way in which you're hindered in being resolved. Um, but only offer one thing, and then next person offers one thing, and then I'll come back to you again, and then offer something else, and kind of go around in a circle this way, offering more into the circle. And it's kind of like it isn't that, it isn't only like individuals talking, but there's also kind of a group consciousness, group mind, group sensibility that arises because you're, you're, um, you're hearing the other people and being affected by them. You're speaking and you're affecting them. And because they're affected by you a little bit, when they speak, you know, they'll, they'll speak a certain way, but that'll affect you. And so something new starts getting formed in the group because of the group process. Um, when you go, keep going around the circle and hearing each other. If one of you just spoke the whole time, you know, you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be informed by the other people there as well. So the first, what I like to do is just to go around your circle and just offer something. I mean, it can be certainly more than one word, you know, but then not the five-minute exposition. Just, you know, offer some, some, something, some, to talk a little bit about one thing that is a hindrance to you for your resolve, gets in the way, and then let the next person, and, and it comes back to you, offer something different and go around in the, in the time that you have um, I think we'll probably take somewhere between um, s- uh, seven, eight minutes <clears throat> for that. Um, I'll, if it's, if it's, you know, I'll, I'll feel what's going on in the room, but seven or eight minutes. And then I'll ring a bell, and we'll stop, and then we'll do another round of a different question. I'll give you that question next. Does that make sense? So <coughs> I know, I apologize, not, I don't want to kind of... Kind of um, appear like I'm underestimating your intelligence. Um, but um, it is important to know how to count to five <laughs> when you choose your group. So if you could please, you know, pull that, you know, 
call on that ability and uh, find a group of five. And then if there's uh, people who don't fit into a group of five, why don't you start m- m- walking here to the front and I'll help you uh, connect to some group. Maybe I'll have a group of six or something, but I'll help with that. So if you can't find a group of five to jo- join and walk up to the front. Okay. So um, <clears throat> what I'd like to suggest now is that uh, the next question is what to, uh, go, keep going around the circle to one person at a time and in um, that kind of circular way kind of contribute to the group process so you can see what happens when we come back to you and how things develop and now the question is um, or the, the, what to offer the group is uh, uh, one thing that has been helpful for you in being able to be resolved to stay with your resolved so to overcome the hindrances and, and stay connected to what you resolve. So what, what, what is, offer something that's been helpful. When it's your turn to come around, offer something else. And uh, this is not the time to offer any advice. You know, you've, 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 heard, <clears throat> you've, you've heard about other people's kind of you know, hindrances and difficulties, and well, that person really needs to know this. I'm going <laughs> to... Um, offer something that you, you, you've learned for yourself that's been helpful, and then go around and, and, uh, and just kind of keep going and see what happens. And then at some point, uh, I'll ring the bell. The next time I ring the bell, then, um, then, it's, then it'll be time to be more fluid and just open, just see the, the talk as a group and if I'm relaxed back and forth, whatever that is. And then, and then I'll ring. So then we'll do that for a few minutes and then we'll rejoin here, the whole group. Okay? To make that clear, everybody, any questions? Okay. So uh, what are some of the things that you might have learned, discovered, or were surprised by in uh, having those discussions? give it away I have to use it um, I was su- I was surprised and very pleasantly so by the um, recurring themes in the group like there were maybe three or four different kinds of things and what we were saying was all variations on those particular kinds of things so I enjoyed that thank you <coughs> there was a uh, uh, note taken by uh, almost all of us, I think, that uh, the paramis support one another very strongly, and and to get anywhere with resolve, you need the other uh, 11 or whatever it is. How many are there? (laughs) Ten ten total. Ten? (laughs) But for for you, there's 11. (laughs) I'll let you know what it is. (laughs) I think I need one more of that one. I just noticed how my um, 
my group, um, I noticed when I finished talking, it's like they were listening. <laughs> and I just, it felt good. Good. Let's give it to Anthony. Anthony, let's see what Anthony has to say. <laughs> I was listening. <laughs> um, I think something I noticed while doing this was uh, how much resolve can uh, bring up the uh, accomplishing or um, success or, you know, that drive as, a, as, as a well. hindrance. As a hindrance, kind of. Or. Yeah. Um, and then that becomes how we measure the resolve in a way. I don't, and rather than just, I like the word sincerity. It's not directly related to resolve, but rather than measuring the outcome, we can measure the sincerity, or we can, rather than measuring the outcome, we can measure the resolve. Mm-hmm. And I think we get caught a little bit in measuring the outcome almost and, uh, all the time. Yeah. And also, you can, uh, there's, the, there's the, the resolve to do something, and then there's the beauty and the, the delight of actually doing, independent of succeeding. You know, so you're pretty lucky to have a practice. Even if, even if you don't get anywhere when you practice, it's pretty wonderful to be able to engage in a path. And it reminds me of my little kids that maybe some, some of you have kids probably know this, but you know, he was small. Um, him and his friends would set up, set up, and a lot of times setting up to do a play. <laughs> and uh, the play would never happen. It was a setting up that was... <laughs> Deborah here. Well, it just uh, was a, a wonderful reminder of the whole notion of resolve not being a place or a thing, but being a process, and mm-hmm. and that it's um, kind of a way of truing up, continuing to true up on a line. Beautiful. Thank you. Behind you, John. Yeah, something that on the obstacle end that I sort of realized was with sort of the delayed gratification of resolve was almost a built-in hindrance because it it did require then the undergirding of this other parami of faith or confidence. Mm-hmm. But the nature of thinking, if I sit here today or if I do this today and then I'm going to keep doing it for a period of time then I'm hoping for uh, that there will be something that's wholesome and good that comes mm. out of it but that, that nature of it that it's delayed it creates, a, creates a challenge right in the uh-huh. delayed rewards is, yeah. and then something that I came upon that was uh, sort of uh, something that strengthens resolve is I feel very sleepy right now and I was really nice and asleep <laughs> when uh, Stuart woke me up at 7.45 this morning um, and, but I had made a resolve <laughs> that I am going to come today good and so I, as I was sort of dozing, feeling tired, I thought that there is the opportunity to uh, celebrate the joy of the resolve that I 
had made a resolution to come to these days today, you yes, know, these yes, monthly yes. days, whenever it was all possible. Yeah. So, there's, so there's this, the, so there's, what you're pointing out is an important topic, the issue of getting someplace and rewards, maybe gratification not being there until we get someplace. The analogy for practice that I like to use, some of you heard me say this, is if you go for a walk in the mountains, just for, the walk can be for two purposes. It can be to get someplace, or you can go for a walk just to enjoy the walk and avoid the view that getting someplace is not important. And uh, you know, you take your time, you look, and birds and stuff. And, and those are two different ways. If you want to get someplace sufficiently, you go quickly and do something. But it's also possible to do those two things together. It's possible to enjoy the walk for the walk's sake, and it's possible to know that you're heading in a particular direction and where you're trying to get someplace. And that's kind of my hope when people do Buddhist practice, that there is a real sense of a direction, a place to go, and, uh, and a path to take you there. And you, en- you really enjoy each step along the way. And so you don't, it doesn't really matter if you get to the end because in a certain, a certain way, because it, it was so meaningful each step along the way. So both can exist simultaneously. And then what comes to mind as you're saying that has certainly been my experience when it really has been grounded in really good intention based in reality and then that resolve is that I don't know actually what even better is ahead than what I thought Ah. I was going toward. And And sometimes you've been surprised that it's better than... Yeah, well the don't know, you know, wow I didn't realize this could happen too. Certainly, I've been surprised by, in the Buddhist practice, what it opened up to that I could never have imagined. So, one more, maybe, author. So something that came out of it for me is um, um, uh, the the invisible nature of the hindrances. It's hard to see them. I, they're they're just distractions. And sitting in a group like this and talking with people. Um, uh, they become visible again, and um, uh, one can see how they hinder the resolve that you've set out and had no idea that you were lost. Beautiful. So sometimes you need some help in order to see what the obstacles are. So I know I said one more, but let's see what Julie has to say. Let me pass it in front of you. <laughs> I, I learned so much, I don't... You just choose to say one thing. Doesn't that, doesn't, doesn't, have be, doesn't have to be even the most important. Um, I'm going to pass it to Rick. <laughs> I learned so much, I just don't know how to summarize something briefly. Okay, well, that's nice to hear. I, yeah, I appreciate hearing that. I really appreciated that's enough. everything. That's that enough. Okay, that's enough. Okay, um, maybe I'll start doing that, calling people on more. <laughs> You know, it, it kind of heightens the energy and the mindfulness and sleep the sleep factor. And also, you know, when, when more is at stake, you know, you're more engaged and more attentive and more mindful. There's a, there's a, a teacher in England named um, Sangha Rakshita. He started a very large movement called the Friends of the Western Buddhist Order. And uh, he has a custom, uh, he did, of uh, he would give Dharma talks. And at the end of the Dharma talk, one of the students would have to summarize it to everyone who was there. And I heard him give a talk at San Francisco once. And in fact, he had one of his students along. And when he finished giving his talk, his, his student stood up and gave a 
five, four-minute summary of the talk. And um, so then you have to really listen carefully. So one of these days, you know, <laughs> now at the end of a Dharma talk, I'll turn to Kim and say, Kim, <laughs> or Richard. <laughs> Anyway, so thank you very much for the morning. So we'll take an hour for a lunch break. And uh, those of you who haven't been here before, we uh, we set up tables inside, also out in the parking lot and chairs, and we sit around together. And um, if you're new and haven't been here before, please uh, feel free to step in.